Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. George Gets the Point The trumpets squawked awkwardly as the sun began to clear away the foggy mist. Reveille had just sounded for the very first junior camp in Greece. For a moment, George lay still, wondering where he was. Then he remembered. Grandpa had sent him to this camp. These Adventists are a little strange, he thought to himself. These boys are just a bunch of sissies. Imagine kneeling by your cot at night and praying. That's for babies, not a man of ten like me. He lay watching the silhouette of leaves dancing on the canvas roof above his head. Suddenly, he was aware of noises. Get up, you sleepy heads, shouted Petro, their counselor. Get up! Did you hear that song the trumpet was playing? That's Reveille. You have only fifteen minutes to get ready for roll call and flag raising. The other boys scuffled out of their cots, but George lay still, relaxing drowsily against his pillow. Get up, George. We don't want any demerits for our tent just because you're late. Come on, encouraged Petro. Who cares about demerits, grumbled George as he tumbled out of bed. You guys are too picky. I thought we were here to have fun. George, we will have fun. There's lots to do, so hurry up and get started. Aren't you hungry? Right after flag raising is breakfast. The counselor's voice was muffled as he scurried around, helping the other boys straighten blankets and pillowcases and seeing that everything was put in order. Soon all the boys in camp were lined up at the flagpole area. Some faces were still sleepy, some were shiny from washing, and all were being inspected. Elder Polos and Elder Germanus went down the line of boys. Hair combed? Check. Fingernails clean? Check. Face, neck, and ears clean? Check. Teeth brushed? Check. And so it went, down the line from the oldest to the youngest. George was in the youngest group, though if one were to judge by his size, he would have been placed in an older section. After flag-raising, everyone tramped to the dining room and gobbled down their first meal of the day. Elder Polos welcomed everyone to the three-week camp and had worship. After worship, Mrs. Polos explained the duties each tent would have and the few rules that were to be followed. George yawned loudly through this. This was his first time at camp. He was impatient for the fun to begin. He wasn't an Adventist sissy, and all he wanted was some fun with the boys. Each tent was assigned their duty for the day and dismissed. George's tent was to go and collect firewood. They needed plenty, because all the cooking was done over an open fire. They needed to get wood for the campfire that night as well. The counselor organized the group of boys and explained what they were to do. All right, fellows, we need lots of firewood, but there are a lot of us, so it won't take too long. As soon as we're finished, we can have a game of soccer before our first nature class. Now, stay together, and don't run if you're carrying any sticks because you could fall and hurt yourself. Okay, let's go. Petro and his little group headed off to the hillside scattered with trees. The boys picked and pecked here and there like finicky hens for just the right-sized branches. In just a short time, everyone was loaded up and ready to head back to camp. But the boys walked too slowly. George's longer legs soon carried him far ahead of the rest. Then he had to stand and wait for them to catch up. Impatiently, he shouted, Hey, you guys, you're going too slow. I'll bet I can beat you back to camp. Come on, let's race. The other boys remembered what the counselor had told them. No, we're not supposed to run. We'll get there in plenty of time. Besides, we might get demerits. Aw, you're just a bunch of sissies. You're babies, the whole lot of you. Come on, I'll race you down the hill, George hollered back. 
Finally, a few boys could stand it no longer. They caught up with George and began racing for camp. Down the hill they sped. All of a sudden, George tripped over a rock. He flew through the air and hit the ground, tumbling head over heels. He rolled faster and faster down the hill. He was stopped abruptly when he smacked into a maple tree. George shook his head to clear his mind. Ouch! He ached all over. The rest of the boys raced over and gathered around him. Suddenly, the boys gasped. They stared at a big gash on George's arm that was bleeding profusely. He looked around, trying to find what had cut him. Then he saw an old rusty bucket with blood on it. Evidently, someone had tapped a nail into the tree and hung a bucket on the nail to collect the sap, but had forgotten about it a long time ago. Petro got four boys together and had them make a chair with their arms. Together, they carried George the rest of the way down to camp. Elder Polos cleaned George up a bit. He sped him to the nearest doctor. George was stitched up and checked all over. I was a medic in the army, and I have tetanus shots back at the camp. If you like, I'll save you some time and give him the shot there, Elder Polos offered. That's fine. Just make sure he gets that tetanus shot. It's very important that he not get an infection, agreed the doctor. George and Elder Polos drove back into the camp. Everyone was standing expectantly at the gate to see how George had fared. George smiled and waved like a veteran receiving the Purple Heart. Now, let's get you that shot and you can go join your nature class, said Elder Polos as he guided George to the nurse's tent. This won't hurt too much, and it'll be done in a jiffy. I don't want a shot, said George. His eyes narrowed as he spoke. Elder Polos calmly replied, George, you heard the doctor. You must have this shot or you could get seriously ill. I don't want a shot, and you're not going to give it to me, cried George. Just hold still, and it'll be over before you know it. As he spoke, Elder Polos opened a drawer and picked up a bottle labeled tetanus. Slowly, he drew out the necessary amount by pulling back on the plunger. George's eyes grew wide as he watched. No, he shouted. I won't take this shot. He wriggled and twisted his arm in a futile attempt to get out of Elder Polos' quick, strong grasp. Quickly, Elder Polos laid down the syringe and with his free hand drew the tent flap aside. There stood all the campers in a circle facing the tent. When they had heard George's angry shouts, they had gathered around to hear what would happen. With an amused smile, Elder Polos asked two of the biggest counselors to come and hold George's arms. Shouts and scuffling noises increased inside the tent. Again the tent flap opened, and Elder Polos asked the next two largest counselors to come in and hold George's legs. George continued his resistance, and now his shouts climbed to a higher decibel level. I don't want a shot! I don't want a shot! He shrieked again and again. The tent flap opened once more. With a look of grim determination, Elder Polos signaled for another counselor to come and help. This counselor literally sat on George's stomach to keep him from bouncing and prevent the chance of the needle breaking while he received the shot. As George was screaming out every reason he could think of for not needing a shot, Elder Polos quietly tapped him on the shoulder and said, You've already had it, George. You can go to your class now. George was stunned. He had been so busy screaming that he hadn't felt the needle at all. He quickly jumped up. A dark look of anger was on his face. His pride had been hurt. I hate you all, he shouted. Then he ran across the grass to his own tent. Elder Polos dismissed the counselors and sent the campers on their way. He quickly strode over to George's tent. 
Just then, George emerged with his bedroll under one arm and his hastily packed suitcase under the other. "'Where are you going, George?' asked Eldrick Polos kindly. "'I'm going home. I hate you. I hate this place. I hate the people here,' George answered hotly. "'But, George, it's thirty miles to Athens and another ten miles to your home. I can't let you go all that way alone on these country roads.' Elder Polos put his hand on George's shoulder as they walked. Angrily, George shrugged it off. "'I don't care. I'm getting out of here,' he cried stubbornly. "'George, I'll make a deal with you. Let's pray about this, and then if you still want to go home, I'll drive you home personally,' suggested Elder Polos. "'Well, all right, but I'm not praying. You pray,' said George. Together they walked up the hill that George had fallen down. They came to the maple tree that had stopped George's tumble. Nearby lay the bucket, with drops of George's own blood still on it. Elder Polos knelt down. Grudgingly, George knelt down, too. Dear Jesus, help George to know that you always love him, even when he disobeys. Show him through us that you are his best friend. Amen. Elder Polos paused, not moving. Seconds passed. Then he heard George pray for the very first time in his life. His voice was high and tight. Dear Jesus, help me to understand what Elder Polos just said. Forgive me for being a bad boy. Help me to be a good boy. Amen. As soon as he had uttered Amen, George jumped up and ran back to his tent. He hurriedly unpacked his things and raced to his next class. The Holy Spirit worked a miracle in George's heart that day. He learned to pray. He enjoyed taking part in all of the camp's activities, and he worked hard at all his duties. On Saturday night, awards were given to the tent that earned the highest number of points, to the best camper, and so on. George was elected Honor Camper of the Week, all because he had come to love the Jesus who protected him on a Greek hillside next to an old maple tree. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.